Hello, and welcome to the 18th ever episode of Avoidance Issues. I am your host, Adam Grabowski, and uh, hi, I finished my taxes. I did I did it. I, I didn't have a net profit from last year because of how much travel and advertising and promotion costs, but shh, we don't need we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to we don't need to talk about that. I avoided, you know, I always avoid doing taxes for a very long time. I filed an extension this year uh, before all of the pandemic things happened because I I always usually need the extension. And uh, this time they gave us a freebie. They let the extension go till July 15th. Now, uh, I, I feel good after having done this. So what that means is, is that you shouldn't avoid things for forever. Or the lesson could be that you can totally avoid things because the universe is going to give you an extension. And then even then, it's like totally fine if you keep avoiding it and putting it off. Is that the lesson I learned? I'm pretty sure that's the lesson that I learned. That's, I, I learned that you could just put, you just put things off. That's really good. I, uh, I just had a segment on the news, which was pretty cool on WGN. They did a little segment on me and say it anyway. And, uh, it was, it was so nice. They edited together a very good piece and I was shocked at how good and quick they could do it. It takes me weeks to do a video because I have to look at my own face and uh, this is why this podcast doesn't receive that much editing. You think, I, I, I mean, okay, I can listen to my voice and I, I know what it sounds like and you obviously know what it sounds like, but to go through everything and then try to like hear your voice over and over and over again is, uh, is a little bit much. I think it may have something to do with uh, shame, worry, cringe, everything. All of those fun things bundled up into one little box you get to open every time you hear your own voice. Now, uh, yeah, this isn't fun unboxing. This isn't the fun type of unboxing, which by the way, I'm pretty sure that unboxing videos are just, that's that's basically the equivalent of porn for, for kids. Now, I don't like saying that phrase, so I'm gonna find a new way to phrase that, but basically, it's it's erotica, you know? I mean, if you're a kid, uh, getting a new toy is like the best thing ever, and now you get to like enjoy the anticipation and the opening of acquiring a new thing. Honestly, it's probably saved people a lot of money. I don't know if it does, actually, because then I think that kid still wants a toy. But as an adult, I'm happy to watch an unbox of something and be like, cool, that was that was glad that guy had it, and then that's it. I don't need to see... I don't need 900 pairs of shoes. I don't. I could watch someone else open it and then the end. Um, it's just gift porn. That's what it is. We're just really, we. Want, I'm like, I want to get a gift. Let me watch this guy get a gift and I'll pretend I'm him. I don't, we don't need to have that voice with it. We don't, we definitely don't need to have that voice with it. But I had a segment on the news and it was really cool. And uh, they said my name, Adam Grabowski. And uh, I had somebody randomly friend me on Facebook from it. And then they asked, what are you? And I was like, oh, a comedian. And they're like, no, are you Polish? And then I remembered we're in America where the question, what are you, uh, is in reference to our race immediately. So that's always fun. That's a good one. I was in a, I forget where I was. I, I, I think I was in uh, Chile, Chile. God, everyone makes fun of my pronunciation of Chile. But I was in Chile and... 
you know, somebody that had visited America was like, yeah, only in America do people ask, like, what are you? In, in, in reference to, like, what country you're from and your racial makeup. They were like, why don't you say American? Like, when somebody says, like, what are you? Why don't you say, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm from the United States or I'm American. Like, that that would be the correct answer. I don't, I'm like, that is the correct answer. That's where I was born. That's where my parents are from. And that's my, you know, that's that's the country I'm a citizen of. So it's just very strange that we ask the question, what are you? Not even like, hey, what is your racial background? Or what is your ethnic uh, makeup? Or where where are your great-great-grandparents from? Or where what area of the world are your ancestors from? Nope, just what are you? Reduced to Irish, Polish, Croatian, Lithuanian. That That nice little white combo. Just ready to get sunburnt. That's what that is. That's what. <laughs> that's who I am. Uh, no, this is. I, I'm. Uh, I was happy to have people interact with me, and uh, I just I got a little caught up on that. And I think they were just trying to relate because they're like, I'm Polish too, and I was like, cool. Uh, being Polish is always interesting because of the fact that uh, the word Polish is the same as Polish. Um, one of the best jokes to do as a Polish individual is to sit, ask someone if they would like to ride a pole or have they ever done pole dancing before? And then you say, every type of dance I do is a pole dance. So those are, those are some of the worst ones you can have. I remember uh, growing up in the suburbs of Chicago, people would make the like, how, you know, how many Polish people does it take to screw in a light bulb? And it was like two to hold it, three to spin the ladder or like, you know, it was always something making fun of Polish people being dumb. And I was like, haha, that's that's funny. Like, whatever. We're just making fun of ourselves. And then I learned later that the reason why people started doing jokes like that is because during uh, the world wars, um, a lot of the in, the educated Polish people and doctors and scientists and uh, writers and and scholars were all uh killed so the people that were left uh in certain situations not not everywhere in the country but in a lot of situations were the people that did not have more of a formal education so the joke about polish people being dumb uh it stems from people trying to kill anybody that might um have more uh be able to spread more of a message due to formal education so there's that. And now I don't like any of those jokes and I'm sad all the time. Hooray. I was talking with somebody today and we were discussing the fact that uh, I was like, how are you getting through this pandemic right now? Like, how are you getting through it? And they're like, well, you know, we're all going to die. So, you know, I'm not dying right now. So like, it doesn't really matter. It's fine. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're right. They're like, well, I mean, you got problems now, and then you try to solve them, and then you'll have problems again. So just uh, just enjoy the moment. And I was like, okay, that is a grim reminder. But I really think that a lot of the reasons why we act the way that we do, why we have to capture every moment, why we are so worried about uh, how, uh, our, you know, our legacy or showing the life that we've lived is because we are very much... Um, afraid of our own impermanence, which is a great point to bring up. 
Uh, I've come a little more to terms with this because I had a major Achilles injury where my Achilles just straight up exploded. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not 19 anymore. Crap, I can't just not stretch before exercising. But that's my favorite. I just want to run and do. I don't want to like warm up for the doing of things, but that's what it takes more and more every year. You have to do that. I um, was also watching a video last night where somebody was talking about why we cringe at our own voice or our own image and how there have been studies where people went to an area of the world that had um, native folk there. So they had native folk or aboriginals or whoever was living on the land and they may not have had mirrors or cared about imagery such as that. And they were shown their own reflection in a mirror and the people got embarrassed. And I was like, oh, so we should really be like outward projecting and seeing the world around us more than we are viewing ourselves. And we view ourselves a lot. Like we view ourselves every time we do a selfie or we do an image. Like this is kind of nice doing a podcast because I'm not viewing myself the entire time. I mean, this is, I, you know, I'm not worried about what I look like right now. I could be a little more comfortable. And I don't think that we're supposed to be so aware of how we appear outwardly. I don't think it's psychologically helpful. Now we have all the time in the world, you know, so uh, I mean, with our brains, it's not like we're all completely hunting for food all the time. A lot of people that are working right now are like, what do you mean you have all the time in the world? No, that's not the case. I just meant that our brains are always working and we care and think about these things a lot. I, you know, I I don't know if we're supposed to be aware of how we look so much. I mean, one of the things that really does, I think, mess with people is the fact that you can face tune yourself. You can take all of your projected, you know, negative physical aspects and change it. You could put a filter on it. You could put a, a mask over your face, a filter over your face. You can change your cheekbones. You could change your eye color. You could change everything. You can get rid of every blemish. And I think that that really messes with people because if you then get attention or likes because of that edited version of yourself, you can't really live up to that. Now, you could do makeup a lot and you could uh, try your hardest to make yourself look as good as those images, but you know, people may become dissatisfied when they look in the mirror. So I very much would love to just see uh, everybody without makeup. I think that that would be uh, pretty great. Now, it is it has been kind of nice at the beginning of the pandemic and lockdown when uh, celebrities or people that have, you know, huge crews that film and set everything up, production teams and makeup artists didn't have the same people. So we got to see a little bit more of a grainy video and, you know, not perfect hair, not perfect makeup, not not perfect, you know, no bags under the eyes and skin that has no blemishes. I think that that was a pretty cool thing to see. It kind of put us all at the same level. Originally, when this lockdown happened, I felt like we're all in this together. Like, wow, we really are at the same level point you know where we're all afraid of this and then I was like oh wait no that's not the case because for some people we're able to stay at home some people are able to work from home some people don't need to work during this time period you know some people uh, have their finances taken care of for them some people had to be locked in alone and 
you know, those that have a lot of wealth were totally fine, you know? So it, 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 we are all experiencing this around the world. We all know the same virus and it's a similar language and it's a similar thing that happened to a lot of people, but how we experience it is so vastly different. Now, what's crazy for me is that a lot of the people that I know or that I've been living around or the, the friends I grew up with, they're lives changed but like they all they all their jobs were able to either happen from home or they still had to go in and do them so it was just it's very interesting to see uh, a lot of my uh, friends I grew up with not needing to apply for you know pandemic unemployment assistance or unemployment which by the way uh, I'm glad Illinois has the program going that pandemic unemployment assistance uh, finally is here after about Eight, eight weeks after the CARES Act or when people actually uh, stopped working. So there, there you go, people that needed the money weeks ago. Maybe you'll get some now. I can't believe Indiana beat us to, to the PUA, to PUA. I don't like PUA as a name, but the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance. I can't believe Indiana beat us there. But, like, good on them, you know? Good job. Like I said, good job to Indiana. That's wild. That's weird. I understand this. But you know what? You can you can acknowledge somebody learning and growing, maybe. You know? Although I do think they've pretty much opened everything back up. And uh, a lot of people there are also uh, protesting not wanting to wear a mask. But, you know, I mean, they're, they're, doing, they're doing it. You know, they're doing their jobs. It's a very weird time now uh, because Indiana is, you know, shares a border, a huge border with uh, Michigan and Illinois, both places where marijuana is legal. So that's, I'm sure that's very interesting because you could just drive from one place where it's legal and you could buy it and then you cut through Indiana and then go to another place. So it's like, okay, everything's fine. Then you're a criminal for the next 25 minutes until you reach the border on, you know, you take 94 to... Uh, I-80, and then by the time you get there, you're a criminal, and then you hop back in Illinois, and then you're good to go. So that's that's a very interesting thing for people there. Uh, I still, because of this pandemic, I've still not gone to an actual weed shop in Illinois. I don't know if you guys have ever been to one in California, but it's basically the Apple store in some, in some places. They have it all laid out, super nice. They're always like, hey, I'm the weed genius bar guy i'm gonna come over you want to sniff some you want here's a microscope do you want to know what we named this plant like when it when this exact plant when it came out like what music we play it at night they have so much information you can know the exact thc count you can know the heritage of it you know you could look at that plant and be like what are you and then they have like a little mascot that's like i'm 14 percent granddaddy purple or whatever and it's it's pretty it's pretty great uh, I've, you know, I, I think, uh, it's made it a lot safer in California because everybody knows what they're getting and there's a child lock and seal to the containers that you have to have. There's certain regulations for things like that. And I just, I don't know. It's just such a big different experience. So I haven't tried it in Illinois. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm pretty sure Illinois sold out of all of its marijuana, um, like the week that, uh, the first week of January. I'm pretty sure it all sold out because people are like, we could do this now? And everyone went nuts. 
you know, the same way everyone sold out all their toilet paper because they're like, I didn't, uh, okay, this may be a long time. Who knows if this is going to work out? Which, by the way, I just, I don't know. I never understood the getting all the toilet paper when you're still not sure if you have a lot of stockpiles of food. It's kind of like you don't need, <laughs> you don't need one if you're not putting the other inside. Yeah, you know what I mean? Ah, shit. Okay, but uh, I'm I'm gonna leave you off here, just to think about when somebody asks, "What are you?" and if somebody says something like that, maybe say like, you know, "Hey, that's not the way we should ask it," or like, "Hey, why, why do you have to identify me?" And you know, it's very human to want to identify and categorize things. I think that's part of the reason why we are so polarized in so many ways. Like the thing that. I used to do a lot was I would see an artist or a musician or uh, a band or a basketball player or an athlete or someone and I'd be like oh I hate that person you know you like when I was a teenager when I was in my early 20s I would say stuff like that you know like when people are like I hate LeBron you're like why like has that person done bad things that hurt people that hurt you personally like, like, well, he won a game that he's supposed to try to win at. And you're like, oh, okay, sorry. You know, I just, I don't, I think it's, it's so short-sighted to be so polarized, but we like to categorize things in our lives as like good for us, bad for us, trustworthy, not trustworthy. Like it's easier if we can simplify the categories of information and there's so many people and things coming at us all the time. And it's, it's easy to react strongly and what's gotten worse about everything is that there's a lot of stuff we just used to not have opinions on but because there's a comment section on youtube and facebook and on everything you there's such projection of our own upset insecurities or ways of processing things but also now we kind of feel like we have to make a judgment like i think there's some stuff that we don't all have to put our say in on which I say as I give my opinion so there there you go but hopefully this is not you know on someone else's comment or post or you know upsetting them I I went back to Facebook for the first time in a long time during this stay-at-home order and it is interesting it is like people put they post a one word they they don't post one word they post like a one sentence question and then there's 9 million comments, and every comment is an entire trilogy like The Lord of the Rings. Like, it, it, it's wild. I didn't realize it got so extensive. But I guess people have a lot of time to write these comments right now. It's just very, it's very interesting how it used to be like, a, hey, look at this. And now it's like this Wild West open forum of spewing opinions back and forth at each other. And it's just, it's a bit much, you know? And I... I am glad that I don't really use Facebook all that much. I remember back I remember back in the day when Facebook was for college students and I was in college during that and then when they opened it up to everybody I deactivated my Facebook cuz I was like I don't want like my mom to be able to go on this. Like I don't want my young cousins to be able to go on this. You're telling me like 13-year-olds can come on here? This this is nice cuz it was like college students. You're like I go to a college, so do you. You know, now what? Now everyone can see it. I don't like this. And so I think I think since then I haven't had the same level of attachment. And every time I go on Facebook, 
it always has to tell me about something that happened seven years ago. Probably something either embarrassing or something really positive that makes me feel insecure. That's my favorite when Facebook's like, hey, you posted this uh, four years ago. It talked about how you had 27 shows and you did this TV clip and then um, you're super jacked and you had a fresh haircut. So I hope you enjoy the memories. And I was like, thanks. Thanks for reminding me I am not the same person and I can have my Achilles explode because I am not at the peak physical point in my life. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks, Facebook. You're my best friend. Facebook's that remember when friend. When you're just trying to have a normal conversation, like, remember when you crapped your pants in, like, biology? And you're like, why? Why would you say that? Why would I want to remember that? That's Facebook as a person. So please try not to be the remember when friend because that doesn't help. Unless it's like, remember when we had good times together and you were, and we were not awkward looking at age 14 and you didn't have an eyebrow ring you didn't have an eyebrow ring when you were 15 with spiky hair. That was not you. You didn't have that with your ears pierced. That wasn't you. Remember when that wasn't you? That's a better one. Come on, Facebook. I'm supposed to get older and not remember, okay, either how good or embarrassing I looked at a certain time. Let my brain misremember it so I think that I am more special and I was better at life than I was, okay? Can you just let me have that? No? Okay. Well, this has been Avoidance Issues. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will be back again tomorrow.